Hi, this is Ben Kay, the Charlie FC groundsman on the Drunkard United Football Show. And you're with the gruesome twosome Sands. So I talked with our good friend, Ben Kay. Oh, now of Accrington Stanley. Of course, yeah. Um, the late Norian of the North. Yeah, he... <laughs> He has uh, said that he is very much looking forward to coming on the show and catching up with us. Oh, great. So, we yeah, figured FA Cup, it's a good start. Let's start the show. Come on. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Put you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right, yeah, yeah, the fucking gooner grab. Smell the malort. Look great in shorts. Sam Graham, hey. Sam Graham. Fucking United! Fucking Hello and welcome to the DU Football Show, a completely biased recap of the third round of the FA Cup is told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me is the happiest boy in the room because he loves him some third uh, third round weekend. I Mr. do. Sammy Graham. How you doing, Sammy? Good. And it didn't disappoint this weekend, did oh, it? Oh, it was fantastic. We had some great fucking matches, man. There's, yeah. there's a ton in here. I mean, we're going to keep it more um, Premier League based, but... There was a couple of great ones in there that we're not even going to even talk about, you know. Like, oh yeah, for sure. The Sunderland beating Shrewsbury at the death yeah, after being down one nothing the entire match. Yep. You know, it's uh much like uh you know somebody else who might have lost at the death after uh, having a one nothing lead most of the game. Uh oh. Mel, do you know anything about that? No, we just had different travel plans. Sam we're recording at the DU Public House just outside the nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. There's a reason why I drive the bus killer. <laughs> and you can check us out on all podcast platforms. Please be sure to rate, subscribe, review, and share with a footballing friend. Should you want to chat with us, Mr. Graham, tell the good people how they can get in touch. It is dufootballshow at gmail.com to get in touch by email. And of course, as always, at dufootballshow on all the social medias. Make sure you find Drunkard United FC on Facebook, our closed group. Request to join that because that is where all of the hashtag bans happen. And, of course, as you see, Mr. Graham and I are wearing our DU Football Show shirts. It is worth mentioning, we are not the only ones that were wearing our DU Football shirts. No, we're not. Mr. Taylor, our uh, P1 of all P1s, Mel's personal favorite, close confidant and friend, was out on the uh, <laughs> West Coast because uh, he, he's a huge uh, TCU fan. And he's out at the National Championship game on uh, tonight, Monday night. This is obviously going to be out tomorrow. But uh, took a picture of him on the East Coast and on the West Coast of him. It is doesn't DU football shirt. Doesn't surprise me at all that he's out there supporting <laughs> the Horny Frogs. <laughs> you know what kind of annoys me is he couldn't spend the money to come back out here for your roast, but he can go see his old daddy's team. That's not fair. <laughs> instead of current, instead of current daddy's birthday. <laughs> you know, that's how, how I roll. How I roll. JK, JK. Set myself both work in the wine and spirit industry and both have a deep passionate love for all this things distilled spirits. So as the red-blooded Americans we are, we've got to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show. Mr. Graham, quite an interesting offering tonight. Tell us all about it from Whiskey Advocate. Yes, so my golden bottle, because I was born on the 17th. <laughs> it's number 17, get it? Yep. Uh, this is the Injury Single Malt Whiskey, the Trini, uh, Indy Trini, Injury Trini. That's hard to say. Yeah, it is. Uh, anyway, it's their three wood. 
Uh, it should run you roughly 60 bucks on the shelf. 92 proof on this one. They've rated it a 94. This is an Indian single malt. And your blurb comes from uh, Johnny McCormick. This must-try Indian whiskey comes from a village distillery running on renewable energy in the foothills of the Himalayas. Former Amrut master blender Surrender Kumar demonstrates his unerring sense of balance, pace, and control over the fast-maturing single malt, which is distilled from organically grown six-row Indian barley indigenous to Rajasthan. Flavors of vanilla, citrus peel, baked peach, hazelnut, and cassis attest to the complex contributions from the first filled bourbon, French wine, and PX sherry casks. Very nice. That's the, what I was wondering. And I think I know where we got the heat from. Okay. And that's those French wine casks. Oh, definitely. It does say on here that uh, uh, injury in uh, Sanskrit uh, refers to the five senses or Indriana is what they said. So I okay. do think it's very interesting. This is There's a lot going on in that. There is an awful lot going on in that whiskey. It's Why'd you choose the most difficult route? No, because over I was, you know what, 50-50 I was going to hit the mic either way. For anybody watching, instead of just doing this, yeah. Mel went, handed it to herself, and then went underneath <laughs> the other thing. Yes, it was... <laughs> It's it's like a game. <laughs> um, I get a little menthol in this to me. Uh, not so much eucalypti, more so menthol. Um, it's a very... I, I don't know how I 100% feel about this. Like, oh my God, this blows me away. But I know this much. It's very intriguing. Um, it's interesting to hear that it's six-row barley because typically... Two row is what a lot of people use, yep. and six row tends to be a little grainier, where two row tends to be a little bit maltier. Um, but at least yeah, tickle me impressed. Like it's it's something kind of outside of the box of what I normally drink of whiskey. Right? So, yeah, I, it's it's an interesting. It's interesting. Whiskey. It's interesting, and there is a lot of a big tobacco up front for me as well yeah um it doesn't lend to your traditional kind of caramel and honey that you would get from um an american from an american white oak barrel at all i do kind of end with like a stone fruit almost and again that's got to be from the either the but sherry's more nuttiness that has to be from the french it has to be from like an like apricot yeah has to be from the the french wine barrels yeah and that opened way up with uh, that ice when we tried it neat during injury time that burned from here to here i told you we talked about it mm-hmm. and um you can find that at patreon.com backslash the football show end Let's quote see. pacific coast pacifico cheers boys ah there he is finally <laughs> love it to disregard all the shit Graham was just talking about you. <laughs> I didn't talk no shit. We, I just uh, said he's a bad friend. That's all. You know, uh, Taylor, while we got you uh, out there in the internet world, just want to say real quick, buddy, good luck to you guys tonight. Hope you all bring it home. So. I picked the overall the spread for Georgia. <laughs> but I really am rooting for you all. I'll part hey. with that. I'll gladly part with that five bucks. You know what? Good news. Good news. Graham bet on it means the opposite's going to happen. <laughs> That was part of my thinking. Oh. Either I want a little bit of money or Taylor will be really happy. Yep. Like it. And I'll be happy for him because I only lost a fiver. Yeah. So we had <laughs> we had a um an Indian whiskey on the list last year with the Rampore Cabernet finish. 
And that yes. had very much more a um, reflective of a Scottish single malt kind mm-hmm. of aged in wine barrel kind of thing. Yeah. This is very different, very interesting. Um, I honestly, if you're looking to have something else, like you're like, oh, I want to have something different. I'd recommend this bottle. I would absolutely recommend this bottle to mm-hmm. someone say, you know what? Give give this one a try. It's uh, it, it's not what you're going to expect it to be, but that's a good thing. Yeah, I really like it. It's interesting. Huh. It's really interesting. <clears throat> this will be a fun one to see how uh, the Patreon and Whiskey Club people respond to this one when we yeah. do the uh, the 20 whiskeys on the back deck night. Those idiots don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Taylor think, says uh, bookies don't recognize your bets as part of a parlay. <laughs> Actually, they, they got a little fight with him earlier about that. What, about the fucking corner kick? Oh, no, I was trying to parlay something about uh, the Arsenal game today, and it mm. wouldn't let me. Well, that's some bullshit. So I had to go on a different ad. Already. We are how many minutes into this, and there's already been a pro-Arsenal agenda? It's only a matter of time. Okay, what else do we got to do, Mr. Graham? Always remember to drink responsibly, Elmo. Here we go. Let's do it. Oh, forgot about that. Didn't want to tickle you broken. Heard. Well, maybe you should turn that mug and look at it real quick. No. Yeah. (laughs) I prefer the smiley face. Abby's judging. (laughs) Abby's judging. I'm going to put it right there so you can see her judging. Um. It's the best weekend of footy, Graham. It's, it is. It's my favorite. It's so much fun. It's it's an open tournament, and we will talk about that a little bit in just a second. But we're going to, like I said, we're going to focus mostly on the Prem teams because, let's face it, That's we're a what Premier we do, League yeah. show. But we have to open the first segment with a couple of National League sides and their stellar performances. 100%. Wrexham 4, Coventry City 3, Chesterfield 3, West Brom 3. Yeah. Um, Wrexham Coventry was fucking crazy. Oh yeah, that match was fucking insane. Two uh, nothing. Twenty minutes in. Two nothing. Wrexham's up. Two nothing. How you doing? So fucking championship side against fucking national league side. Right. So um, I, I pulled a, an old one out of the bag for this one. Dilly ding, dilly fucking dong, man. <laughs> and this this was something Claudio Ranieri would have been super happy about. It was end to end. Um, there was not short of action by any means whatsoever. <laughs> Um, and Wrexham held their own and were quite good throughout the game. Uh, yeah. It wasn't until uh, I mean, maybe Coventry just had too many men on the field. <laughs> maybe that <laughs> that, that happened. It. They needed they needed to go down a man to figure out wh- how their you know attacking formation. But that happened work. years ago. Gilberto Silva got sent off against Sheffield United back mm-hmm. in the day yep. uh, when they were up under the tutelage of Neil Warnock yep, uh, way exactly. back when. And um, with 10 men on the field, a young, I think, 17-year-old Cesc Fabregas took over, and Arsenal ended up winning 2-1 after being 1-0 down. Yep. We had too many men on the field. It was crowded. Yeah. You needed, Couldn't play the football we wanted to play. Need to make a little more space out yeah. there. That's what had to happen. Apparently, that Coventry is on Arsenal's <laughs> level. Um, you know, it was funny because the the second goal, which was crazy from uh, from Wrexham, it was definitely a cross, right? It was I, no don't, I don't know. It was a cross. I don't know. <laughs> the way he hit it. It looked like a shot, mm-hmm. but I mean, it, it's hitting hope. I'll mm-hmm. give you that. But it's it's one of those, I'm going to put it in this danger area and see what happens. Yep. And it happened to bend in. Oddly enough, that is also the only goal that I ever scored in college was similar. Was something like that? I was on the right. No, I scored two, actually. One was the wind, literally. Right. <laughs> it was a cross that got caught in the wind and <sighs> wrong-footed the goalkeeper. <laughs> And the other one was a cross that caught the inside of the post. There we go. That no one got a touch on on the way through. But yeah, it uh, 
it was it was insane. It looked beautiful, and obviously you're gonna do it. And a lot more big dick energy, Mel. If you didn't see the celebration, oh yeah, that <laughs> when he dumped, he had a, his old hog sticking out. It was turgid, turgid. <laughs> he was he was very happy about the goal. Yeah, I'll, and a little um, stiffy. So the game starts to settle down, and Coventry go back to two to one, but then. Seven minutes of extra time added to the end of the first half, and Wrexham find themselves right at the end of the half, up 3-1. And that was comical at best. I mean, how many headers do you let them have? Oh, I know. The ball never touched the ground again, and it was one touch, back, forth, back, forth, head, yeah. head, head, until like, it finally fell to somebody in the six, and it was the slowest dive I've ever seen a goalkeeper do. No, I know. I mean, honestly. It was almost like it he was, was pitiful. It was almost like he was doggy paddling in the yeah. air and trying to make himself go higher. He was like, I can get there. I can get there. I can get there. It was pitiful. <laughs> Fucking flat, birdie flat. That ball is well past him. It's so strange. And then um, second half, Brown's 65th minute, um, red card, handball in the box. Um, it clear as day. He stuck out the arm. Yes, it's double jeopardy that it's a penalty and it's a red card, but it complete it took away a goal. The ball was going in the back of the net, so yeah. it's it's got to be a red. And then Paul Mullins, there, uh, Wrexham's I'm key sorry, striker. Call him by his Christian name, please. Super Paulie Mullins. Thank you. <laughs> That's the song. <laughs> um, so he goes ahead and puts one away. And here you are. They sub him right off because it's like, well, all right, we got her four to one lead done and dusted. Let's see this shit out. Wait. Wait. (laughs) Yeah. You said, Graham, Coventry just needed to get that guy off the pitch. You know, they just needed a little more room to be a little more expansive. And then next thing you know, I mean, by the 80th minute, it's four to three and Coventry is putting it all all on Wrexham. Yeah, so I think the message finally got from the bench to the players, stop fucking about. <laughs> stay compact, stay yeah. organized. You have a free man. So someone <clears throat> stay free, organize, and help where it needs to be helped. Yeah. And they did. Yeah. And they, they kind of fell within a shell, and it was impenetrable. Mm-hmm. Um, now, talking about the double jeopardy thing, uh, that only pertains to tackles where <laughs> you need to have a genuine attempt at the ball right? that you miss, which we'll come on to later because I thought, really, uh, Den Donker probably shouldn't have seen red in the Villa-Stevenage match. I don't disagree. We'll talk about but that. But that, as two comparisons, this was the denial of an obvious goal-scoring opportunity, gross misconduct, an intentional handball on the line, you know, to save, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw that also in a different game right? Uh, as well, which probably the save of the weekend, to be right. honest, in that one. But but then but also... definite red. But uh, then also, it was at Villa, so, and we'll, like I said, we'll get into it in the next segment. It was at Villa... So VAR was involved. This was at Championship Coventry City. There ain't going to be no VAR. Nope. Which, which, which is a p- VAR for all or VAR for none. Yeah. It's, it's, Sam says it all the time. It's ba- it bears repeating. What are repeating. you, a three-var veteer? <laughs> Mr. Graham, you've said Three vars for all or VAR to whatever. Uh, <laughs> please please say it again. VAR for mankind, whatever it is. it's worth bringing up. It's, it's absolutely worth bringing up. Please say what you always say about this tournament. You're playing a competition under two sets of rules. Mm-hmm. Now, I understand that the two teams on the field are playing under the same set of conditions. However, what happened 
it, well, I guess it really doesn't matter. This actually hurts my argument because VAR wasn't useful in the Liverpool Wolves game, apparently. It, you know, true. Or, or if, um, you so know, what's the point? If Everton is playing the championship side at a championship place, that goal stands. It's two to two. You're going mm-hmm. to a replay. But instead, it gets called back because Damari Gray's foot is literally off by the front part of his cleat. Well, Eddie and Ketty's yeah. first goal today because we were at Oxford. <laughs> yeah. That his first goal, there was a hint of offside there, but it doesn't get looked at. It doesn't even right. get looked at because there's no VAR. Yeah, it, should, it just should be honestly. And I like the of- I like the Liverpool Wolves one. Uh-huh. Uh, Lopetegui was showing apparently, or was trying to show their tactical cameras. I guess that they use on their iPads, where they you know can show players coming on. Like, look at this pattern of play. We, you got to watch this when you go on there. Blah right. blah blah. So apparently, their tactical cameras could show that the player was onside, but the VAR cameras couldn't. So it was like. <laughs> Did you move the VAR camera when you were putting your tactical cam in place? They well, the it's problem weird. the problem is is with that VAR they forgot the live and pool that go behind that VAR <laughs> yeah, around that yeah. VAR live VAR pool. You know, yeah, I met a, met a couple of uh, 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 Liverpool supporters today at the uh, guild meeting that I was doing. Nice, L- lovely people. Didn't talk to them, but it's just, uh-huh. it, it just for me. It, it's unless all you know, seven hundred teams that enter this tournament are playing under the same set of rules, it's not fair. Yeah, just don't have it. It is not fair. So just don't – well, you can't have it because the vantage points in the lower league stadiums, especially the non-league ones, Mm -hmm. you have a a financial outlay um, to fit the stadium with VAR in the first place anyway. But if you can't do it, then don't have it, period. And then you also have players who play without it all the time, so they think they can get away with shit. Right. Eye in the sky is going to catch you. That At a ground they're not used to, absolutely. changes the way you play a game. I mean, and that's where we're going to go into the next one here with um, with Chesterfield and uh, West Brom, which, by the way, of National League sides, currently um, Knott's County is like six points ahead of Wrexham. Wrexham's second, Chesterfield's third, and they're a point separated in the National League. Yep. So, And both teams came fucking proper. Oh, yeah, they, um, big time. Um, you think about it, West Brom scores, what, in like the first 90 seconds? Within the first two minutes, yeah. yeah and Asante, and it was a fucking screamer as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a decent goal. Yeah. Oh, I just, dude. Great cutback, half volley. And, Boom. Uh, all six of these. This reminds me of that Middlesbrough game that we had last year that was like seven to five or some shit. Yeah. That was just like every goal 100%. was like. Fuck! Oh, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck am I watching? Yeah. But like when I saw this goal, uh, the first time I saw this back on the highlights, it, it took me back to when I was just a wee boy in your garage mm-hmm. taking my first shot of uh, Jaeger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and me, you, and Rob were playing soft tip darts yep. on the back of the board. And you hit the check dart and you went. <laughs> <laughs> so as that ball came into him that's what went through it, your head bang bang <laughs> i love it fucking love it now um but with that great goal only to find before halftime uh, chesterfield ties it mm-hmm. west brom goes back up chesterfield scores two unanswered yep. halftime how you doing chesterfield up three to two yeah. in their building that by the way is fucking <laughs> Rocking, uh, great atmosphere, Rocking. and it was uh, uh, what was his name there, da- D- Dabra? Yeah, the um, second, his second Albanian. goal, terrible touch mm-hmm. uh, from the rebound, put it way too far out in front of him, but he was able to catch up to it, and then bang, <laughs> and he smacked the shit out of it so, past the goalkeeper. I'm surprised he didn't rip a hole through the top <laughs> of the net. I mean, he just was shit, like, it was fucking this, nuts. This hit rocket, boom. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. It was wild, man. And then it just kept going. That frenetic pace just kept up. Oh, now the goals never, didn't really come. It never in the second down. half. There was balls the, off the post. It was yeah, just it was the insanity. pace of the game continued. Um, and that's where we get into VAR and what they missed. Um, again, Asante's a championship player. He knows that he can get away with shithousery. Uh, right into the center back as the center back's running right up. Josh at him. King, I think his name is. <laughs> Flat out. Full elbow WWE people's elbow rock fucking style. Whack right in the fucking head. Did he do the eyebrow too? He, he probably did. I couldn't get the close up, but I bet you he did. <laughs> and uh, again, we're playing under a different set of rules. If that's mm-hmm. a Premier League stadium, VAR, the ref doesn't even have to see it. VAR is in his ear going, uh, you might want to check this out real quick. Uh, 100%. A little bit of shit. How's are you going on? Yeah. You know, hundred percent, and that would have been a red, and he would have been gone. So, besides the fact that he's the one that scores, that's not even the total part of the controversy. It happened within like thirty to forty-five seconds of that incident. King was off the field, who would mm-hmm. have been marking him anyway. Yep, King was off the field receiving <clears throat> treatment from the elbow in the ninety-third minute when he the ball when he found himself net. clean through. Mm-hmm. Unmarked completely. And that was a lovely finish. A great cushioned header just to keep it under the that was bar. Perfect. Yeah. Yep. But he shouldn't have been on the field. And nope. even still, continuing on while someone's receiving treatment. I mean, then why wouldn't I just go kick someone? Right, right exactly. Now we got a man advantage for two minutes. Right. So in the 89th minute, I should just run around and headbutt someone. Right. Or, and, you know, whatever. And you could tell Chesterfield was just desperately trying to hold on at that exactly. point. Exactly. You know exactly what you got to do. But again, you look at this and you're like, man, Chesterfield hard done. Now, I mean, they go and they play the replay at West Brom, which um, they'll be not Premier League money, but they'll be a little <laughs> kickback. I mean, West oh, yeah. West Brom does well, and that'll be helpful to Chesterfield as, as, a, as a squad. But still, you look at that and you go, yeah, we should have won that fucking game. 100%. We should have won that match. That Completely guy should not have been it. on the fucking pitch. There's no reason why he... And also, I mean, you think about it. Ashante threw that fucking elbow because Chesterfield was in his fucking dome. Oh, yeah. They were Big time. They were figuring out a way to come away with that game, and it was just like, oh, man, so close. It fucking sucked. Um, <clears throat> But what I just... This is what makes the cup so great, right? It's uh-huh. the... It is the out of nowhere team that you've never heard of before. Now, granted, we all have heard of Wrexham because of the show know, and Ron Reynolds Ryan and all Rob that stuff. Buying yeah, yeah. the team and all that kind of stuff. Deadpool FC. Um, yeah. Uh, Rob uh, put up a very funny post after he saw the draw. He was like, um, oh, Sheffield went there last year. Really lovely people, but you need to understand they're the enemy now. And I hate them with all of my being. And I hope we win. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. That's funny. <laughs> Rob's getting the hang of it. He's figuring well, it out. He's, he's well. Also, he's a Philly boy, so he really fucking. Oh, gets great! It. Careful. Uh, <laughs> don't let Rob McElhenney buy batteries when he goes to <laughs> Sheffield. Heard. Oh, um, real quick before we get into the next segment, Sam, just a uh, kind of again recap for everybody exactly what the FA Cup is and why we just love it as much as we do. So it is the oldest knockout tournament in the world. And as long as you are a football team, a registered football club, um, and you have the buy-in to the tournament, the fee to enter the tournament, you are allowed to play in the tournament. So there's over 700 teams that enter. There are multiple preliminary rounds that start in like late July, early August that we never really get to see. Cause it's all of the non-league 
mm-hmm. uh, sides. There are 10 tiers to the British, um, well, the English uh, uh, Football League Pyramid. Um, and the top four leagues are the ones you've heard of. League One, League Two, uh, the championship, not in order. It's League Two, League One, championship, and then the Premier League, obviously, mm-hmm. which which we follow mostly. Um, but there's more than that. There's the National League. There's the Conference North, the Conference South. There's mm-hmm. this, that, you know. It goes down all the way through, and Wrexham are in the fifth tier, I believe. The National League. Of English football. Um, so they're not a full-time professional club. Uh, a lot of their their boys, and, and this is true for most of these teams from that, that point downward, uh, don't have full-time jobs, or, yeah. or have full-time jobs, rather, and play football on yeah. the side some for of, some a little of them, extra Some money. of them make decent money, but not a lot of them. You and know? now you can still loan. They're still registered football teams. So, like, you can loan a player, yeah, right? Like, Arsenal could loan a kid to Wrexham. So that kid, though, would be paid probably more than their entire squad because he's an Arsenal boy. You know right. what I mean? Like, right. he's got a Premier League paycheck. <clears throat> Uh, and Arsenal more than likely would cover ninety percent of the dude's wages because Wrexham can't afford to. Right, just to let him kind of thing. Play. Right, just exactly. To just to, to learn what's happening. Um, you know, get some regular football. So it, it's it's a ton of fun. It's a straight knockout competition. Um, blind draw, blind draw. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you could you're just a ball in a hat. I mean, literally, mm-hmm. the first ball out is the home team. The second ball out's the away team. I for fuck's sake. Um, Man City played Chelsea in the third round of the FA yep. Cup this week. It is it's complete, complete blind draw. And there's a couple others that I'll go through towards the end with just some notable, hey, check this out, kind of cool. Like Grimsby Town's result, for instance. Yep. It was two lower league teams. One of them, I think, non-league. Mm-hmm. But Grimsby ended up going through, which I think they're a league two side. Yeah. So there's, you know, and this, so you'll get these games that's a guaranteed lower league team going on to the next round. Uh, Boreham Wood and Aki, League exactly. One and Non League. League One and Non League, exactly yeah. right. And the Wood you'll remember from last year's Cup run. Uh, we, uh, Everton knocked him out in the yep. fifth round. Uh, Mel, what you got for us? Uh, well, Christian's watching because, you know, he's a good supporter. And uh, he hey, said Christian. those smaller leagues where you get clubs like Dorking Wanderers. Yep. Is that a real thing? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. And fans like John the Toaster. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. I remember John the Toaster. Yeah, for, inexplicably turns up with a toaster taped to his head. Because why the fuck not? Because why the fuck not? I think he had to find an outlet, but I think he did have an electrical cord dangling from it. Yes. All right. Well, I'm just theoretically. Saying, if, if, yes. If John the toaster is not actually toasting toast. Then it's just John with an appliance on his head. I'm just saying. Just saying. I I will just yeah. say, uh, Mr. Graham, there is a uh, a professional team coming to the Annapolis area, and we do love wearing our fucking flag and having Old Bay. So I have a feeling that there's going to be. Something involving that with one of our idiot supporters, maybe this idiot supporter for all I know. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, yeah, it's 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 an amazing tournament, and what you always get is it's it's always luck of the draw. You never know, and uh, most of the time, Everton gets screwed. We had uh, eight Premier League sides bow out, but three of them find themselves in, a, and three of them find themselves in a replay. And uh, some of those guys, their matches sting just a little bit more. And also potentially a ninth team, because remember, Wolves and Liverpool will be decided in the replay. Exactly. And they, the guaranteed Premier League club going out, nine is a record for the third round, Yep. by the way. So replay sounds dumb. <laughs> but some of those sting a little bit more, because as we were talking, David beat a Goliath. Sheffield Wednesday 2, Newcastle 1, Stevenage 2, 
Aston Villa 1, Cardiff City 2, Leeds 2. What is it about keepers against Newcastle in the FA Cup? It's Newcastle's history in the FA Cup. And we make fun of them all the time because in the modern era, they're probably the ones that we point to as being the worst. They've made it past the third round like once in 15 years. Mm -hmm. I do want to point out that Goliath is a relative term. Mm -hmm. true. Because Villa, the same thing. this is Villa's eighth loss in the third round in a row. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. Newcastle, as I said, once in 15. And largely, they played the side we expected Steve Bruce to be putting out in the championship this season were it not for the cash injection last January. <laughs> very true. So, very fair. So, <laughs> um, obviously, we see how they would have gotten on. They're probably yeah. a mid-table club in the championship. <laughs> no Luckily, <shit>. the... the <laughs> <laughs> the uh, upstanding citizenry uh, or hierarchy uh, and monarchy of the Saudi Arabian state uh, was able to save Newcastle that embarrassment. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. Well, remember also Sheffield Wednesday currently League One Sheffield exactly. Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, God, man. it was. It, it's so obviously Newcastle sitting in third place in the Prem currently. Do you think this affects them at all, or do you just no. think they that just don't fucking care? No, nah, they don't care. Yeah. They do not care. That's what, I mean, Bruno Gimoresh played, what, 15 minutes? Yeah. They don't give a shit. Yeah. Uh, I did find enjoyable uh, the goal scorer for Sheffield Wednesday's last name is Windass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's pronounced differently. I'm sticking with Windass. <laughs> Windass. It's definitely Windass. W-I-N-D-A-S-S. Definitely don't take him out for Mexican. <laughs> she's got jokes she got jokes he pooped the ball in the back of the net twice <laughs> so you like that i know i know and he wheeled away rooting and tooting to the mm. quarter flag both times <laughs> so as you already mentioned with villa they were um uh, uh i'm a child eighth time going out of the cup in uh the third round but they were largely in control against uh, Stevenage, League Two Stevenage, who actually current, currently is in second place mm -hmm. and is cruising. And as I kind of said to Mel, it was like, when it comes to this tournament, if you're playing well, it don't matter what league you're in, because you're going to at least walk out there for the first 20 minutes and play your game. Well, right. Yeah. There's a few things I have to say. First, um, I blame all the chuckleheads in the Acevilla group that were putting, we're winning the FA Cup this year before the match started mm -hmm. uh, and at halftime. And from what I understand, there was an interview from the locker room. Apparently at halftime is when they found out that if they won the match, they'd have to go to Stoke. And they were like, oh, let's piss this one yeah, off. And they were like, fuck that. Um, let's, I do the same thing, to yeah, be honest with you. Yeah. Stoke is a terrible place. Yeah. Let, let's get into <laughs> the ghastly mistakes that ultimately cost them the game. First, the uh, Den Dog car. What are you doing with the ball? At your, like, what What are you doing? It's definitely dumb. Yeah. Um, but I do think it was a genuine attempt. To, are you talking about the sending off or the first one? The sending off and the penalty, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah that I mean. From Den Donker losing the ball. So that would be my point of contention if I were a Villa supporter is mm -hmm. that's the textbook definition of the double jeopardy thing. Mm -hmm. That should be happened outside the box. A penalty and a yellow. Right. Not a penalty and a red. Right. And it's Because also, he made a genuine attempt at the ball. He just mm -hmm. fucked it that bad. Yeah, yeah, he did make an attempt at the ball. And the other thing, too, is uh, what I what I assumed was, and Mel, Mel and I were watching the game, it was kind of like, I guess the ref is saying he's playing advantage after the shirt pull, because you could easily say shirt pull, yellow card, outside the box, free kick. 
Well, holding holding can be a continuation right. foul. But it was clear what he was giving him the foul for was not the tug of the jersey, but the tackle mm-hmm. within the box. And you're right. I would say that would be a yellow. I mean, I guess it's not clear and obvious to the ref to overturn would be his excuse. But I, I it just... It seemed very clumsy, but mm-hmm. the bigger the bigger thing, honestly, is Olsen, why are you passing the ball to the middle of the fucking pitch yep. as they got three fucking people closing both in? Both of them, both goals for Steven, and I think Robin Olsen could be disappointed in himself because mm-hmm. the second one got beat at the near post very easily. That one, so you wonder if they had the 11th man on the pitch, does the short kick get covered? Because Ollie Watkins had to go mm-hmm. running out to it, where normally Ollie Watkins would have already been, been there. out there yeah. already. Uh-huh. And... You know, we talk about this all the time. A keeper gives the near post for a reason. They want you to go there because they know they can save it. He was off foot. He don't show him that much corner. Don't show him that much near post if you ain't going to get to it. Yeah. Like that's you cannot look at you can't even. Yes. Somebody should have been out there for the short kicker. You still got to make that save. But when you're down you to 10 men, have to make as that you say, save. he had Ollie Watkins being a decent header of the ball as well, probably had an assignment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He just happened to be the closest guy to the ball. Yeah. So he goes running out late. And that, I mean, credit to the Stevenage player, uh, whoever it was that scored. Mm-hmm. He had the wherewithal to see everything that was happening in front of him and execute. And yeah. Yeah. that's all he can be asked to do, really. But there was a multitude of mistakes that led to both of Stevenage's goals, and Villa had was seventy one percent possession or something yeah. in this game. They just never they put just the never put they just never just put never the second put goal in. in. It's exactly because right. Because we only play as well as who we're playing against. That is a trademark of Unai Emery. I told you so. Oh, it was that way before. <laughs> it was Unai that way before. Emery, so stop it. It's been that way for a while. Yeah. Uh, Mark Smith, as soon as, as soon as the game was over. Sent me uh, a of personal course. message. Of course. <laughs> well, that was shite. Um, <laughs> I was like, yeah, like we play well against teams like Tottenham and we play shit against teams like this. And absolutely, if Emmy Martinez is in the goal, we win this game, but we can't rely on one player. That was our Drac Grealish days. Yeah, exactly. So uh, moving on to the final match of this segment, uh, Gekel, uh reached out to me immediately and went, um, we suck in the FA Cup. We really suck when we go to uh, Cardiff. This is not going to be pretty. And it was 2 nothing pretty fucking quickly for Cardiff. Yeah, it was, but Leeds dominated the early chances and mm-hmm. just could not put them away to save their lives. I mean, yeah. there was a fair few. And then towards the end, same thing. Gelhart um, put one wide when it seemed to be harder to score. Yeah. You know, the only one I think easier that I saw outright then Gelhart's miss was Chris Woods at the end of that game. Yes. Uh, that was just so casual. Like, what are you doing? Uh, but yeah, Leeds, Rodrigo misses a penalty with ascending off as well. Had it saved brilliantly, mm-hmm. by the way. That was a fantastic save. Now, Rodrigo hit it well, but it was a very comfortable height for the goalkeeper. Hold on, which, well, are you we saying the keeper made a brilliant save or the guy that got sent off made a brilliant save? Because he really got that hand out and the, carried it right around the post pretty brilliantly. Both saves were great, <laughs> yeah, to be honest were, with you. Pretty fucking good. It would have been funny if he jumped up and, like, you know, goalkeepers would, like, push their defenders mm-hmm. away to get ready for the corner. Would have been funny if the defender did that. Yeah. Fucking... <laughs> 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 I, I tell you, I, I figured Jesse's got to be getting annoyed with Jesse's that they're just not they're not taking advantage of opportunities. And there's too many games where like you look at like this West Ham game in the league where 
they should have gotten a third. They should have. Yep. They should have won that match. They absolutely like, should have. This one, honestly, even after the sending off, and they were still down two to one, they get one at the death to go to two to all. They should have fucking won this game. Oh yeah, they should have won this game. But when you give up goals, as as if Marcus uh, Marcelo Bielsa was still your manager, mm-hmm. like the first one, yeah, was helter skelter defending again. Yeah, I mean, balls bouncing around, ping pong, and. Put your fucking foot through it at some point. Yeah, get clear it the goddamn it. ball. Yeah, make it go away. Get yourself reorganized. And for whatever reason, nobody that takes charge of leads can get those defenders to do that. Yeah, you know where a ball that goes on the sidelines is? It's a throw-in. You know what? It's not. It's not in the back of the fucking net. right. And, and Sometimes the, you just get rid of it. I mean, you would hear me all the time if we were helter skelter. We'd just be like, "Get rid of it. Just get, get, get it rid out. of it. Yeah, get out. it out. Go on." Just get do something to reorganize yourself. Relieve yeah. the pressure for a minute and reorganize. Yeah, just take a second to go, all right, fuck, reset. Right, who do Let's you go. have? I've got this guy. Yeah. And they just didn't do that. And they were the architects, in my opinion, of their own demise. Yeah. Now, Cardiff's second goal, they did play a little bit better uh, football for it. But where was the Leeds defense? Who's tracking that runner? Mm-hmm. It was absurd. <laughs> it's schoolboy stuff, really. I mean, how does he find himself that wide open? Yeah, exactly, exactly. It doesn't make sense. I Whatever. Well, it's news- just it's pitiful. I'm starting to Leeds is went from like re- recently. This is like in the last three four weeks has gone from being in my mind like a fun club that I really want to see do well to like yeah. now they're annoying me because they're making the same fucking mistakes over and over again and they're not growing. Right. And Jesse Marsh is starting to piss me the fuck off because he's giving American coaches a bad name. Fair enough. Fair enough. So uh, here's the here's the great part though about all of this and all of this is exactly how it's going to go down. They got their draw. They get the winner of um, Borumwood or uh, Accrington Stanley. So they're definitely going to lose the replay at home to Cardiff. <laughs> Rounding out uh, the rest of the Prem's Cup results. in Oh, so that happened. Man U 3, Everton 1, Southampton 2, Palace 1, Leicester 1, Gillingham 0, Tottenham 1, Portsmouth 0, Blackpool 4, Nottingham Forest 1, Burnley 4, Bournemouth 2, Fulham 2, Hull City 0, Brighton 5, Middlesbrough 1, West Ham 1, Brentford 0, Wolverhampton 2, Liverpool 2, Arsenal 3, Oxford United 0. Um, as we already mentioned, uh, VAR hurts Everton. Mm-hmm. Um, the board are a bunch of idiots because they told Frank that this game mattered, which means he put out a good starting lineup, and now we're missing our key playmaker offensively for four weeks because he got taken off on a fucking stretcher because, nice. you know, because the FA Cup fucking means something. When you're battling for a relegate, like, the game means nothing. And, and oh, great, there was spirit and we hustled. Woo! Not at the cost of fucking Alex Awobi. It just It's bullshit. Absolute bullshit. Yep. Um, Same. I, I completely <laughs> agree with you. This is a game that you could use to, to rest people. I mean... I I was going to say this is a good spot for it. I was going to say it when we got to Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Our front three started and played seventy minutes. Why? Like if anything, have and Saka ended up going off injured. Right. Exactly. Nothing known about it yet because it just happened today. But it's the North London derby this fucking right. weekend. What the fuck are you doing? What the and fuck? And at the time he went down, we had a two 0 lead. Huh. Should have been off the field by then. For for Everton, they have Southampton at home and West Ham at West Ham. The next two matches, those are fucking huge. Very important games. They are huge very important in games. Everton's season. So it's like, what are you doing? 
It's just it's so stupid. Makes no sense. Uh uh-uh. uh. Now, um, I will say That's on a, just terrible on a positive side for Manchester United, um, Ronaldo's gone. They finally needed Rashford to step up. Rashford has stepped the fuck up. Yeah, he is looking even with the disciplinary action came out, got the game winner, understood what the coach waits where it stood, why he was disciplined, gets assist here, gets the penalty for uh, scores the penalty for the third goal. Yep. Like, that is exactly what United if United's going to be in a championship hunt and they're going to make a cup run and things of that age, that guy playing well paramount because they need somebody up top they need a tip to the spear 100 looks like he wants to be that guy oh yeah well it, you know, it helps when they try to buy Gakpo, but they take six months too long and liverpool pips in for no reason yeah exactly um because we need midfield Gakpo. um <laughs> hey by the way i do want to ask you at this juncture mm-hmm. um you know brighton beat boro five to one yeah you lost to brighton four to one mm-hmm how does it feel to only be one goal better than Burrow? I know. <laughs> Just barely. <laughs> no. I've been waiting on that one. Yeah, I know. And, and you know what, Sam? That's a good joke. It makes me feel good. Good, good boy. You're alive now. I can tell you what a it great me, joke that was. It makes me feel good. So what you're trying to say is, is that Vardy would be really calm and polite because <laughs> it was at Fulham, right? That's what it is. Motherfucker. <laughs> that was so perfect. But you waved me as in the middle of the joke, the sentence before the punchline. You do this. How am I? Sp- what am I supposed to do? You're supposed to be a professional and keep it going. What, the, Mel, play the laugh track because that was good. No, what, no, what you just keep filling it out. <laughs> <laughs> you just keep filling it out. <laughs> Palace and Brentford both lose to uh, Prem counterparts. Um, the one thing concerning for Palace, though, now is that's three losses in a row at Selhurst Park, um, two in the league and then one in the FA Cup. And granted, you're not putting your full squad out there. And, you know, <clears throat> maybe Southampton's trying to prove something because they just want to get some, they just want to get a win. Oh, yeah. They need that confidence builder. They also had two signings in the works. And I think they needed to show them that they're not joining a sinking ship. Right. Precisely. <laughs> because just after this weekend, today mm-hmm. actually, was announced a fee had been agreed for someone from, um, Kenny sent me the story. And I'm trying to remember the name of the team. Racing Club in okay. Spain, uh, okay. I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Racing uh, Racing Club. De Santander, if okay. I remember correctly. Uh, $13.5 million for Carlo Alcaraz. Okay. Not to be confused with Alcatraz. <coughs> Which is what it's like to be in Southampton. <laughs> <laughs> they might have one there. Yeah, they might. They, that That's, would not that surprise seems like me. a really a coastal like, town. medieval British thing to do is build a prison a mile off the coast. Yeah, that would definitely make sense, especially yeah. the South Coast and the Channel. Oh, yeah. Oh, that definitely sure. makes yeah. sense. Um, Spurs, Seagulls, Gunners, and Cottagers all just get professional wins. It's mm-hmm. really the way you put it out. Like, Pompey gave Tottenham all they could, but it was, you knew what Pompey was going to do. They were going to pack it in, and they were going to try not to have Tottenham score. Tottenham got one goal and saw it out. And Tottenham was like, what, we're Port- perfectly I'm fine surprised. just yeah. passing it around at the midfield. I'm surprised Portsmouth had... I mean, Hugo Lloris was called into action a couple of times. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Pompey had a proper go at it for, for their level. Um, Tottenham are just better. It's just unfortunate. And it was, you know, they were running up against the white wall. And uh, the, the Seagulls are just... They're playing out of their mind right now. Um, yeah, I'll tell you what. McAllister I, back on the score sheet fancy, here as well. Fancy them against uh, Liverpool this weekend in their building with the way Liverpool's been playing. Mm-hmm. And they've done it to Liverpool in their building before. 
I I could see a shocker this weekend for for them. I can't believe Nunez actually scored. I know, fucking finally got one. And I've got that happens to fall nicely into my uh, loser <laughs> from last week. Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, um, the Foxes finally get a win. It's just like who fucking cares how? Yeah, but it's at Jellingham. Just though. get get up. And it was one nothing. But who cares? They nobody cares about Jellingham. Desperately, God, they desperately. Desperately needed a win. They, they really have, did. May as well played a team from the Isle of Wight. Yeah. <clears throat> now, but see, at least they get a win, unlike Forrest and the fucking Cherries, who got embarrassed. Oh, yeah. Embarrassed. Now, granted, in the case of the Cherries, that's the team that's going to be passing you as you're going down. Burnley's coming back up. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the case. But fucking Forrest, what are you doing, man? Blackpool, and you score your final goal. The final goal was in the 90-plus minute. They are in the relegation zone, Yeah, Blackpool are. Yeah, in yeah. In 22nd spot. Got your asses whooped by them. Four to one, I think it was. Yep, it was four to four, one. It was four nil by fucking midway through the second half. They kicked the now, shit uh, the, out of the, them. The Blackpool's fourth goal was scored in the 87th okay, minute. Okay, sorry. But, but three nil, three, at three nil yeah. at 71. Kicked the I ever-loving mean, shit out of them. Really it's terrible. It was, I mean, for and well, and it'll be a question that I ask at the end. But let's first go ahead and talk. Uh, this Liverpool. is interesting. Hold on. Is there yeah. any relation between the two Yates boys that scored? Um, Blackpool's Jerry Yates on eighty-seven, and then uh, Ryan Yates for Forest on the in the ninety-second. I do not know. Me I do either. not know. Both names though. Jerry Yates. Jerry Yates more so. Ryan Yates eh, kind of. Jerry Yates. Serial killer name. Jerry Yates. Agree? Yeah. Like yeah. gerrymandering Jerry Yates. Very serial killer-esque. Yeah. Like, I could see a true crime documentary about Jerry Yates. <laughs> I don't know the guy. He might be a stand-up citizen. I'm sure he is, being a professional. But the name alone sounds like it's uh, makes, somebody that makes was, your brain go, what like, the fuck's going on here? Dahmer glasses. Yeah. Heard. This dude, and like, lives in his mom's Kurt, basement. Kurt Rambis goggles because he's on the soccer pitch. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's got a body in the basement that he sleeps with. <laughs> that he's stuffed with old newspapers of himself. Um, so for Liverpool <laughs> and Wolves, uh, Wolves far and away the better side. Oh, yeah, they big had time. Lots of opportunities. And the the new signing, uh, Kudos played for them today in that match, looked great. Again, I feel like we were talking about this. I feel like Wolves will spend whatever money they need to to fix this and get themselves right and will probably be okay, right? Mm-hmm. They may be scraping on at the very end, but I feel like they're going to get it right. And they took advantage of a Liverpool team that, frankly, is not playing well. The only positive Liverpool has to really take out of this, Nunez got on the score sheet. Yeah. That's I it. Mean, so it was 64 to 36 in terms of possession, <laughs> Liverpool's favor, mm-hmm. but Wolves outshot them uh, 11 total shots, five of those on target. Liverpool were at 10 and 3. Yeah. So Wolves had the impetus the entire time and created, like I said, more chances than Liverpool did with a third of the possession. Um, how somebody like, offsides when they're not offsides? I don't know. And there was Liverpool. That's yards, why. yards. The problem is, is it was in fucking Wolves building. Yeah. And the explanation is, is that is that VAR did not have a clear cut angle and therefore couldn't overturn it. So we have to go. They didn't have an angle of where the offsides was. So they have to respect the Lino's decision, which I get, right? If Mm -hmm. we're not going to overturn it whimsically and they can't use regular television footage, I guess. Right. It has to be their system. 
real quick, Sattery. Patriots, got the documents right here. <laughs> if you go back and look at the video, the minute the ball went in the net, the ref was running towards the goal, pointed right towards the official, the sideline official, and then the flag went up. There's I, video evidence. I get it. I don't I disagree. Just, yeah, it just, but the explanation they give, I understand. How, like if, how, if VAR fails, we have to go with the on-field referee's decision. Your Premier okay, League fine. Stadium, how I get the fuck it. do you not have the right angle? Well, well that's like what happened with the the uh, goal line technology one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and was it Sheffield that? United and Aaron Ramsdale right. when they the season they went down? Mm-hmm. Um, and the ball was Against clear, clearly yeah. across the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that, they missed so, it completely. Right. I mean, it, how does that fail? Right. I get it. it. It doesn't make much sense to me. Yeah, but um, yeah, for it was. <sighs> Wolves look good, and 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 again, Liverpool still struggling. You know, hey, we need a midfielder. Let's sign a striker because um, that'll solve everything. Right. I mean, when all their strikers come back healthy, they're gonna have like uh, between strikers and wingers, they're gonna have fucking like nine of them. Like, who the fuck's like? They're gonna have to turn some of them into midfielders. They're gonna have to move them back for sure. You know, because you think about it, you know, there's still Diaz, there's still Jolta who's injured. You got Firmino who's injured. And then you have Gakpo who you just got, Nunez, Salah, like Oxley Chamberlain. You just, you start to, there's too many fucking people. Yeah. Way too many people. 100%. And and it seems like, again, they're buying the wrong thing because what they fucking need is midfield help. Um, Midfield help and frankly, probably a little bit of help in the back too. Yeah, definitely. You know, I mean, they have to keep putting Joe Gomez on the left in as like a, you know, how baseball does it in the World Series. They'll do a defensive uh, a substitute, like a guy who can't hit for shit, but they put him in right field because he's got a good glove and a great arm. Right. It's like they're like, well, fuck, we can't leave uh, Alexander Arnold out there because he's going to fuck it right off for us. Let's hurry up and get fucking Gomez out there. Right. He doesn't, he doesn't play outside uh, back. Oh, that's oh, don't care. Me better. Better than Alexander Arnold. Yeah. Or maybe it's time to finally just move Alexander Arnold up to midfield and let him play the position he was meant to play. Well, exactly. In the first it, place. Use his God-given talent, 100%. Um, so let's look at all of these kind of teams at the bottom half of the table. Who does this help and who does this hurt? I'm going to kind of throw a few at you. Let's start with um, let's start with uh, the Foxes. Hurt or help? I think it helps. Mm-hmm. I think it's another opportunity for them to come together, figure each other out. After the beginning of the season where they lost Fafana, you know, after the season started, they had to rework their entire defense. Um, it gives Danny Ward another, you know, practice drill because mm-hmm. he um, needs them. Southampton and Wolves who got positive results. Southampton, uh, I think it also helps them. I think it helps not necessarily for the squad and the fixture list, obviously, but I think what it does is it helps them be able to pitch to people in January, going, look, we're we're progressing, we're doing this, we're doing that. Don't look at the league table. We can build on these performances yeah. with your help. And the next match you're playing is at Goodison against Everton, which is the only other team playing as badly as you are right, right. now. Right. Now, with with Leicester, what I would do is is I would pro- – because you don't have any money to spend anyway. Yeah. One more win in the FA Cup and then fuck the tournament off. Yeah, just nobody yeah. cares. Yeah, don't don't but, don't play your studs. Play backups. Yeah. Let them if they if they keep advancing you. Awesome. Keep playing but, them, but don't don't over. It's it's just a confidence builder right now. It's it's a a slump buster, as one might say. Right. Well, um, exactly. That that's exactly it. But if you, they end up going too far, it'll begin to distract from the league. And then let's go to the three that lost: uh, Everton, Forest, and the Cherries. I'll start with Everton. I would say. You would have thought this would have helped because it was 
a resolute look, the three-back system. That's what they played against City as well. And you go, okay, this is what we need to be the rest of the season. So formation-wise, you go, that's good. But you lose your best fucking playmaker well, for no fucking good reason. So for me, it hurts Everton. 100% because of the injury to Wobi, especially at this period. If your next three games were City, Arsenal, United in the league, I'd say it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Fine. But you were probably going to lose those anyway. Right. The issue comes in. It's Southampton and West Ham. It's Southampton and West Ham, which are teams that are there, thereabouts, your area. Games that, frankly... the Essentially six-pointers. Right. Well, and and the game at home, Goodison, against a team you've already beaten, that should be three points. Yep. Now you don't know. And then you figure you go to a West Ham who can't score goals right now and tie them. Exactly. And you go four points, we're in 13th place. Exactly. You know, but instead, it can now be zero points, and you're in 20th. Yeah. Because there's a chance you could be in fucking 20th because the team in 20th right now is fucking Southampton, Mm -hmm. right? You could be in fucking 20th. That is for damn sure. And with West Ham, that's the team directly fucking in front of you right now. Like, it's... Not good, not good at all. No, not good. No, it at definitely, all. it definitely hurt. Now the last hurt. two, uh, Forest and the Cherries. I don't think it matters either way. To be, I'm indifferent to what it does to them because they're both shit anyway. I I just think it's going to add to the culture of if one of the two of them go out and play an Arsenal or a Tottenham or a Brighton and they go down one nothing quickly, they will lose three or four to nil and they will limp off the field. Mm-hmm. I feel like. That was fragile to the ego simply because, well, and, and particularly in the case of Forrest, right? Mm-hmm. You have 537 different new players on your squad. So in actuality, 27 new signings. You could have put a whole nother team of established professional mm-hmm. players on the pitch and you get your asses kicked by Blackpool. Yeah. That's not a good look. That is troublesome. Like, at least in the case of Burnley and Bournemouth, like I said, that's two ships crossing in the night. That's Burnley's going up, Bournemouth's going down. That's fine. Like, that's not like. You know what else was enjoyable? Mm-hmm. And I didn't know they made him that big. Vincent Company had a hat on. <laughs> it's like Shaq getting shoes, I'd imagine. Oh, my God. You got to call New Era and special order it. Make, make me start thinking of. Um, <laughs> The uh, Simpsons baseball episode where uh, Ken Griffey yeah. Jr. starts drinking the tonic and then starts growing bigger and bigger. <laughs> he calls up New Era. Hey, I need a 34. Oh, sir, we don't make pants. <laughs> Let me tell you something. <laughs> sure money. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the uh, part of the show that we didn't do last week because there was no Premier League action where we make bets to better inform you on your bets. And uh, all of our stuff almost always comes through. If you can't sense the sarcasm, you're an idiot. Uh, Uh, Sam, you are currently 0 for 16. 0 for 17. 0 for 17. Minus 1,700. I am 2 for 16. Nice. We are on fire. And uh, that brings me nicely into my cup of losers. Mm -hmm. Well, shit. Even Nunez has has a better strike rate than me. <laughs> God damn it! Right. So, how did you fare the last time out in the Premier League, sir? Um, two constants for City, um, and neither of them happened. Which was an assist for uh, Kay, uh, Kevin De Bruyne and a goal for uh, Erling Haaland, and neither happened. 
in a game that I thought they would easily score three or four goals because Chelsea's a fucking mess right now. Nice. Nothing. So I am now <laughs> down $968. Big Sam's Lock of the Week. 12.5% of the time, Sam. Nice, easy number this time. It works 100% of the time. I know this much. It works a couple more times better than you do. It's better than zero. <laughs> um, yeah. Holland and KDB, fuck off. That's what my uh, couple losers says. Um, <laughs> Careful. Tell you what, there are, what, the Nordic Meat Shield's going to come have a conversation with me? Yeah, Kevin McAllister's over there fuming. <laughs> uh, that was the best meme of the weekend, by the way, that look, I found. <laughs> if, yeah, Kevin McAllister all grown up. L- look, if that man comes in here to have words with me, um, Sam... We've won. <laughs> okay. See it, right. <laughs> yeah. he de- your death will propel the show to new heights. <laughs> exactly. You'll figure it out. You'll be all right. You'll learn how to drive the bus just fine. It'll be good. Um, odds are fucking like, helpful next weekend. There's a lot of games <laughs> yeah. where like both sides are favored. <laughs> like one has 200% odds, uh, $200 odds. The other one has a hundred dollar odds. You're like, all right, I, I can, can get behind I, that. I can fucks with this, which means. Three game parlay time, Sammy. There you go. I'm going to take Leicester to beat Forest at Forest. So that's a tough one. West Ham to beat Wolves at Wolves. Also a tough one, but I think they can do it. And Brentford to beat Bournemouth at home. Well, if you didn't think they would do it, would you really put money down on it? No, I wouldn't. (laughs) That's implied. Those three. Okay. I mean, fairly plausible, right? Yeah. Check out these odds. Plus $1,053. There it is. I got something similar. <laughs> that a boy. That yes, sir. A fucking boy. I got hey, something similar. You win that bet and I'll stay in Jamaica an extra day. <laughs> fucking come on. Uh, can we make it an extra two days and uh, add another leg to that? I was going to say, can I put 500 on it and get her to stay for another week? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. That, I like it. I like it. So we've had, got our friend Pat as usual. And now. It's time for our degenerate gambling friend, Pat's Pick of the Week. Hey, buddy. How's it going? Hey, how's it going? How's the... What uh... do you all... <laughs> what do you all do? <laughs> uh, well, just I recording could... the show. High energy, you know, exciting podcast. Thanks for... Thanks for bringing that I down. Can you, to I can tell you what Pat, I can tell you what Pat's doing. Pat, the segment killer, drinking <laughs> drinking high octane beer and betting on the national title game tonight yeah. is exactly what this guy's no doing. no you're no not fucking with the game. No, I went to the Maryland game yesterday and then continued to drink high octane beer as I got home into the night and then so yeah no I'm about to go to bed probably wow. I'll I'll stay up for the first half yeah. And you, you know, you, you can make it in. interesting, but yeah. but George is probably gonna stomp all over him. Yeah, we're all rooting for uh, TCU because um, uh, Taylor's dad went to TCU, and Taylor's actually out there for the game. Oh, that is awesome! Yeah, but so. you can't tailgate, which sucks. I don't know if you heard about that. No, that does suck. Can't what tail- kind of Qatari yeah. place is California? <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, and I'm reading this is the fourth year in a row that they've not allowed tailgating at the. Uh, championship game so it's not just california it's not a sofi thing you know what sucks hmm. uh, okay I, I don't uh, the sharia Damn state amateurs. this country's turning into mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> saturday 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 yeah. 
Uh, Anyways, no. they should have the the game on Saturdays. I mean, Saturday's college football, not Monday night, but whatever. Yeah, they, uh, they give it to the NFL on Saturday uh, the last week because it's the last week of the season for, yeah. for the NFL. I know, I know but it, whatever. And I would have rather watched the national title game on Saturday night than as opposed to uh, the joke that Jacksonville and Tennessee was. <laughs> you also know it sucks. Uh, last point about this, then we got to fucking move on, all right? This isn't about this kind of football. Mm-hmm is in our country, uh, large football stadiums are far away from any other bars or restaurants or anything else because normally what you would do is go, okay, I'm going to go get fucked up in a pub for a bit and then march down with my brethren. Right. Right? But you can't because a football stadium needs six miles of parking lots around it (laughs) in this country. So you drink in a parking lot. Which you're not allowed to do. So it's either die of heat stroke in Southern California as (laughs) as you try to fucking walk eight miles to the stadium or you just don't drink. Yeah. Or you get in your car, right, parked, lean the old seat back, pop a little (laughs) mini out from under your taint there. Mm Mm-hmm. Knock that back, get out, and start praying again. There we go. Because apparently that's all you're allowed to do in college football parking lots. Anyway, Pat, you had a bet before we left. How did that go for you? It was it lost. Like, nice. They all had them losing. Over three. Um, well done, guys. <laughs> we rock. Yeah. We're fucking killing it right Shocker, now. Bird got hers right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what do you have going on this week, my friend? Uh, so this week I am going to pull it back and I am going to only take one game, the biggest game of the weekend. I am going to put all my money on uh, Tottenham at uh, plus 235 against Arsenal. And I am going to put $300 on it. I'm down 700 right now. So I'll Ooh. either be, and it, that's, that will pay off at 705. So I'll pretty much either be even money or I will be down even $1,000. Uh, and it would also piss off Graham big time. If correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't it show canon that Spurs never works out well when Pat bets on them? Chelsea. Oh, it's, it's Chelsea. Chelsea. Chelsea's oh. No, for his yeah. betting, it's Chelsea. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 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 And life, it's, it's shows it's you how much I pay attention. Uh, real quick, uh, boys, I just do have to ask this, Sam, before we uh, see off Pat. Um, we've done this every season. Um, is there going to be a crisp? One dollar American bill on the North London Derby, Mister Graham, between you and Pat. I'm willing to put that up. Yeah, why not make it a ten? I think a dollar will suffice. <laughs> oh, oh, Villa I'm, I'm sorry. Spurs. Aren't you feeling confident? If Saka didn't go off on a stretcher, maybe. Aww. Look, if I can pimp out one of my friends for a dollar, a dollar is a perfectly good bet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if if Saka go, didn't go off on a stretcher, I might have been willing to make it a fiver. Yeah. But he did go off on a stretcher, so I'm a little nervous. Uh, so a dollar is all it is, but uh, virtual handshake. Okay. Sounds good. All right, perfect. One crisp American right. dollar bill. I think we can do that. All right, buddy. Well, enjoy your first half props, and uh, don't lose too much, okay? <laughs> uh, no. As long as, I mean, you know, I'm rooting for TCU, too, so. So, so I don't really want to put. It. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't want to, you yeah, know, exactly. <laughs> Sam, Sam, uh, Graham bet Georgia, so he, I, I bet Georgia the odds to, are already in our favor. I bet Georgia to cover the spread at 13 and a half, mm-hmm. which means I'm rooting for half, TCU. Yeah. <laughs> yep. If you're familiar with my betting patterns, yep. that means I'm rooting for TCU. Yep. All right, bro. I appreciate it. Thank you. Sorry we, uh, you know, woke you up there. Was a yawning half the fucking segment, you cunt. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. <laughs> All right, peace. <laughs>
All right. Thank God that's over. You know, um, <laughs> you, you go ahead and uh, what what you got for us, Mr. Graham? Uh, uh, a very, very I think simple. That was awesome. He's gold. He's gold. He's such I know. fucking gold. It's so funny. It's gold, Jerry. It's gold. It's gold. <laughs> <laughs> he is the banya of the group. Uh, <laughs> Ovaltine. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right, here we go. I'm down 1,700, so I'm going to claw back more than half of it right now. Okay. I have Villa to beat Leeds. Sorry, Mel. I've got Fulham and Chelsea to draw. Okay. Chelsea's got a lot of injuries at the moment. It's Fulham's it. it's in good at form. Fulham. I it's like at Fulham. I like that. Chelsea should have enough to score a goal. <laughs> Mitro will score a goal. Yeah, I so like that. I, I'd like a score in draw one mm-hmm. one two two maybe. And they're right around like Fulham's ahead oh, yeah. of them in the table. Hundred percent. I like it. So I'm gonna uh, Villa to beat Leeds, Fulham and Chelsea to draw. And then City to beat United. That's the bit of reverse psychology in my $100 bet. So hopefully United gets a draw there instead uh, or wins it because uh, that's less harmful to Arsenal's chances. Very good. Uh, that three-way parlay gives me a plus 1,063 smackaroos, uh-huh. which means my $100 bet will more than half my deficit at the moment. Fabulous. Nice. That's yeah. another day in Jamaica it's, for me. It's only a matter. It's only a matter. <laughs> Two days how, if we both hit. How is how we is, didn't bet the same games? How is Graham's <laughs> money paying for your Jamaica trip? I'll donate. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, she's been kind of a bit more neutral lately, and not mm-hmm. so much on my side. So you're ready to get uh, rid of her? She could use some time away for a minute. A heart, absence makes the heart grow fonder. By the way, uh, HR is checking in on the chats and says, aw, matching shirts. How cute. <laughs> well, we match with Taylor, not you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, you know who's always awake and peppy and ready to have a good segment? Probably the chicken because she's on all that cocaine. Kitty the chicken. <laughs> Hey, don't tell me our scrambled eggs doesn't wake you up. (laughs) uh, Kitty hit with her draw, and she sits at 10 and 7. Now, a little bit of controversy. While Kitty did pick a draw, she mentioned that Russell Crowe was a West Ham supporter, and that is flat out wrong. Oh, no. Yeah, apparently she got a text from him after the show dropped. Uh, Which I would assume you, maybe Mr. Geckle also reached out to her as well to uh, let her know. I was going with the lore that Russell Crowe listens to the DU football well, show, he, but if you want to put it on Dave Geckle, by all means. I was going to say he really listens to Kitty, not necessarily our show. Uh, now, he is a West Ham supporter. and so nope, lead supporter. You said she did mention that Russell Crowe was a West Ham supporter. Oh, right. and that's flat out wrong. Wow, look at that. Reading's fun. Words are cool. Mr. Crow sub- also supports leads or only supports leads? Only supports leads. Mr. Crow supports leads. And perhaps she needs to have a chat with her ghostwriter mm-hmm. or needs to hire a stat boy like Gecko. You know, probably would cover everything. Maybe uh, maybe uh, her quote unquote ghostwriter, a.k.a. me, should uh, do a little <laughs> yeah. bit better job with his uh, writing. Shh, don't give it away. <laughs> the so, chicken writes these notes herself. So the <laughs> This week, I gave the chicken who writes this herself, the Manchester Derby at Old Trafford. Now, Kitty immediately started humming Blue Moon. Mm-hmm. 
I know we're going out on injury time. It's been ages since I've heard that song, and I fucking love it. Shut on our version, definitely. That is a Sam Graham Sr. special, that. Very good. So it looks like she's picking the noisy neighbors to beat United. Now, Mr. Graham, I do have to tell you, yes, she writes it herself, but she does need somebody to interpret the chicken to English so producer Mel can read it. So. Got That's it. where she needs a ghostwriter. Heard. Brock, brock. You know, maybe that ghostwriter should pay a little bit more oh, attention look, to I her know. Mel really, sh- Mel really should look at the language more because she just said cock fart ass. I have another message from Kitty. What's that? She says, uh, brock, brock, and <laughs> always member to gamble legally and responsibly. Championship corner! I'm falling. And I can't get up. Oh, no. I didn't bother putting it in this week. Uh, there were no games. No, because the championship sides yeah. also joined the FA Cup in the third round. But, so but what if I will do. wanted to read um, the uh, DU football season five rundown, it says championship <laughs> corner, no game since January 2nd. Well, that's fine. So I can which go. Page, th- which page is that on? Not the page after the kitty bit. So I'd have to go back to first page of the script to hit the Q. There is the no script, the but script. that's how it's the outline. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Go Fuck ahead, Mr. Ass. He's like the bartender for Boondock Saints over there. You know, people in glass houses sink ships. Hold on. <laughs> Sam, Sam, which, uh, which coach that we watched play over the weekend is Kitty impersonating now? Brock, 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 Brock. Uh, is it your uh, no, the, the coach? No, the coach. The way he oh, likes to say yes. fuck. Yes, very true. Fuck. Did he fuck. say fuck in his interview? Uh, no, in the show, they do a lot oh. with him. Um, and as Rob would call it, he was like, yeah, coach was being motivational. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. Every time they're losing at halftime, he's like, get your fucking asses out of your fucking ass. Fucking play. You know how to fucking play. Go out there and hit a motherfucker. Like just screaming at him and it's fuck the entire time. Is his name happen to be Sam? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's how I coach. Uh, trust me, I don't coach your kids that way. And if uh, he does, he gets a letter from the league. Yeah. Uh, so instead of obviously doing championship corner, which we're not doing because the championship was playing in the FA Cup. What I will do is what I wanted to do earlier, and that is find the FA Cup scores here and run through a couple of notable results. Very cool. I do want to quickly shout out Oxford United against us today Mm -hmm. for 66 minutes or whatever it was. They were fucking excellent. Yeah, they played really well. They They pressed well. well. They hurried us. They they didn't create much in the way of chances, but they made it very fucking difficult, and I swore it was going to go to a replay. Yeah, it was was a... Good set piece goal by Elneny that that mm-hmm. finally broke the deadlock. But and once we scored, really well. you got the feeling that once we scored, the floodgates were going to open, and, and very quickly we got we were three nil up. Yeah, but they they played their asses off, and they deserve a mensch. Absolutely. Um, but Walsall uh, mm-hmm. beat Stockport two one. Very cool. So it's another lower league team uh, into the next round. Stoke beat Hartlepool three nil, which is uncharacteristic for Stoke scoring three goals in a <laughs> what fucking the fuck game. Are you doing scoring three uh, goals, right? I would have liked to seen Hartlepool go through. Um, there, there are some ones. There's still championship side. Derby down on their luck. 
uh, in recent times, of course. Mm-hmm, down in three no right winners. Now. Three no winners at Barnsley. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're going through. I think that's also two ships in the night because Barnsley's been on a big kind of a drop lately. Yeah, too. no, absolutely. But that that's that's fine. Grimsby, as I mentioned before, 1-0 over Burton Albion. That was another one of the, the, the fun games that you get a guaranteed lower league side in yep. the next round. Uh, they are, uh, Grimsby Town is in league, uh, league two, excuse me. Um, and Burton Albion are in League One, so it is an upset, a cup set, uh, uh, if you will. Fleetwood Town beating QPR. This is a fun fact that you'll enjoy. Mm-hmm. Fleetwood Town um, beating QPR now makes QPR the all-time record third-round exits. Really? Okay. 51 times. Wow. In their history, they've gone out the first round of the FA Cup yeah. more than any other side. QPR, no so good. No, not in the FA Cup at least. No. Uh, so Fleetwood Town, also League One um, going uh, going through, which is always fun to see. Borenwood and Accrington, so we could get another League One side to go or a non-league side. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, they got the replay uh, <laughs> finishing in a 1-1 draw. Accrington uh, leading in that game as well. For most Borenwood, of the match. Right, and Borenwood uh, coming back and scoring what, was about 75 minutes or so, mm-hmm. uh, which is pretty good. You know what? They're going and, to Ben Kay's perfectly manicured pitch. Borenwood don't got a chance. Right, and then you had Ipswich beating Rotherham 4-1, to one, mm-hmm. which is a, a pretty big result. Yep. Ipswich, uh, Ipswich Town, excuse me, of mm-hmm. course. League One, right? Is, uh, is a League One side as well. And Rotherham um, was a recently promoted. Promoted League One side, but they're in the championship. They are in the championship, Likely but recently going down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry for cutting you off. My apologies. Uh, no, either way, you know, still good. Reading have had their troubles. They're still a championship side, uh, but they beat Watford 2 0, who are flying high in the championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's a, a bit of an upset as well. Uh, Preston North End beating Huddersfield. They're, you know, around the same spot. So a couple of championship sides going through. Like I said, um, with the replay of Liverpool and Wolves, you have another guaranteed Premier League side going out. So a record nine Premier League clubs are gone in the third round. And if Leeds lose to Cardiff, mm-hmm. half, half the Premier League could be out of the FA Cup. Absolutely. And yeah. now you also have next round, half the Premier League will be out because Arsenal have drawn Manchester City. Mm-hmm. So that's one more guaranteed Premier League exit. Yep. Uh, wh- whoever it is, um, if it, if, you know, Today, would City play yesterday? Mm-hmm. If that's anything to go by, they're going to play a weak inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that weak inside scored four goals on Chelsea, though. Yeah, but we're not Chelsea, mate. That's true. Very come on. I named my team after this exact Chelsea situation. <laughs> my fantasy team, remember? Yep. On the Mourinho plan is my team name. <laughs> on the Mourinho plan. Win the league, finish in 10. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so th- this is the exact form that Chelsea show whenever they change <laughs> coaches <laughs> so it just it's it's this is why this weekend is fucking fun yeah it's the giant killings it's the the exciting nature just of we could fucking go home today it's it's a knockout competition it's it's the oldest ncaa tournament in the world yeah exactly Right. For Americans, that's the best way I could describe it to you. It's the NCAA tournament, but with 700 fucking teams in it. And also, it's awesome. Also, keep in mind where every few years, a 15 beats a two or a 16 beats a one, which has only happened once, this happens every Every year you get one. Yeah. Every year you get one. Stevenage and Aston Villa separated by 59 places Mm -hmm. in the league table. Like, this shit happens, and it happens a lot. It's also a fun, you know, I've learned a lot of my geography stuff that I know 
from football. Mm-hmm. A, a lot of like, who's this random French side? Right. Oh, well, they play in this area of France. Half of my wine tests. You remember the. I remember, remember the club. club better than I do the grape varietal yep. grown there. <laughs> like, but uh, St. Antienne, Bordeaux. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it, it's football was my first kind of foray into proper geography. Yeah. And it, it's always super fun. Now, it's annoying. ESPN's coverage is kind of shit. There, it's all behind a paywall. It's difficult to deal with. That I get all that stuff, and I completely agree. But it is super fun to get the geography lesson. It's super fun to take this tour of England. Just flip on a game with two teams you never heard of. Yeah, exactly. You'll see today there were people standing on cars outside of Oxford. Yeah, pretty to fucking see cool. Over the end of the stand, pretty fucking cool. Yeah, it's awesome. There were a couple of years ago, Bourne Wood, I think it was. People hired a cherry picker. Mm-hmm. Three hours for a cherry picker is more expensive than a ticket. Yeah. Yeah. But it's awesome to see. Yep. Tickets were sold out. They couldn't get them. So you know what? I'll pay double. Because I want I want to see my fucking team. Yep. Getting the cherry picker. Raise myself up over the end of the stand. I'm watching a fucking game. Yeah. And no one cares. Yep. If that was the NFL. People sitting in their backyard looking over top of the stands and watching the match. If that was the NFL, they would have called in a fire truck. Mm. They would have extended the ladder. When you didn't get down, they would have set fire to the cherry picker. Yeah, exactly. So get on a fucking ladder or don't. <laughs> Your choice got. <laughs> but we got money to make off this. Very good. But the lower leagues don't give a shit. And it's right. so much fun. Yeah. It, it really is. is so much fun. It does annoy me that the teams are playing under two sets of rules. But that's a nitpicky thing. All right. So uh, I was going to say any parting words, but I kind of feel like that well, was that, parting words. That was it because Mel played the thing and there was nothing to talk about. So I just yeah. decided to do them then. It's her fault. She fucked it. All right. Very good. I love it. And uh, there will be Enjoy a, Jamaica. There will be a preview show for the fifth round of the FA Cup simply because there'll be a full week for us to actually do it. There's a lot of research that goes into that. And uh, frankly, between Mel's birthday, my birthday, end of year, all that shit, they just we couldn't pull it off. It just wasn't going to happen. No. And be real. There's, there's minimal research that goes into that. Mm, but for us, it's a lot. It's a lot <laughs> um that's gonna wrap it up boys and girls next up is injury time where you can listen to us talk about the beers we've been drinking checking on our adopted clubs our fantasy league and then preview the week weekend's action sam should somebody want to find injury time how do they go about doing it one last time it's patreon.com backslash do you football show just sign up to one of those special tiers there is only one it's only five bucks uh and you get both of our extra shows sound check which is our actual sound check today there was the invigorating noises of sam flipping papers while me and mel stared at each other for a bit uh and then i asked for more juice in my headphones yeah and then we kind of ended it and then the call <laughs> map told us how to have a wee wank that's right i forgot about that have a little cuddle first <laughs> get, uh, get your mouth good and salivated lick your hand until next week everybody find that little almond and press it born in the land of Bowie, Maryland bred to be a fan of fucking Everton punch you in the eye and drink your rye Sam Houston Sam Houston Arsenal fans have another Sam Right AA, the fucking Gooner Graham. Smoke of a lord, but straight in shorts. Sam Graham, hey. Sam Graham. Go to United! Go to United! Go to United!
Fight!